The franchise that taught kids more about Renaissance painters than a classical education ever could is back in theaters, and I have my review right now. This video is brought to you by Stamps.com. Use promo code MERLE for a special offer, and stay tuned after this review for more info. Hello everybody, I'm Dan Merle and welcome to my review of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, which is hitting theaters today on Wednesday, getting a jump on the weekend. This is the seventh Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, the second animated one, and the third time by my count that the series has reset itself after the original three live action films. This movie is directed by Jeff Rowe, who co-wrote and co-directed The Mitchells vs. The Machines, and the screenplay is credited to producers Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, along with Jeff Rowe and Detective Pikachu writers Dan Hernandez and Benji Samit. Now, everybody knows that the Ninja Turtles are mutant teenagers, but what this movie presupposes is, what if they were actually played by teenagers? For the first time, the Turtles are voiced by a cast of age-appropriate actors featuring Nicholas Cantu as Leonardo, Micah Abbey as Donatello, Brady Noon as Raphael, and Shimon Brown Jr. as Michelangelo. I think humans seem kind of cool, to be honest. Beyonce, Drake, that guy's the goat of all time. I'd love to have a champagne brunch with Tom Brady. Guy Fieri seems like a fun hang. After a comic book run, the Turtles were launched into superstardom with the hit cartoon series back in 1987, and I would like to take a little bit of credit on behalf of my own generation for embracing a concept, despite its innate weirdness, that obviously has had enough potential to entertain going on its third generation of kids. Maybe it's because that essential background information is right there in the title, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. As a matter of fact, those two turtles right there over my shoulder are two of my original turtles from about 35 years ago. In this new version, we meet the young turtles before they've ever interacted with humans, thanks to a particularly xenophobic upbringing by their father, the mutated rat Splinter, voiced by Jackie Chan. You watch a movie with a human? You ratted us out. Hey, don't use that word that way. I mean, it's Sorry, Dad. But there are other mutants out there causing mayhem, hence the movie's title, led by Superfly, voiced by Ice Cube, who wants to destroy humanity and let mutants run the world. Desperate for acceptance outside of the sewers, the Turtles decide to take down Superfly and become heroes with the assistance of aspiring journalist and high school student April O'Neil, voiced by Ayo Adebari, who gets the spirit of the character right, which is really the only thing that matters in my book. Thinking back on the Turtles' cinematic adventures so far, it seems like a lot of the creators have said, okay, so if we're making a Ninja Turtles movie, we can be darker and have a, a better movie, or we can be more cartoonish and have a movie that's not as good. The first two Turtles films, I think, have come closest to capturing what people loved about the Ninja Turtles, starting with the cartoon series in the first place. Although, to be fair, that cartoon series was much brighter and lighthearted than the much more grim comic books. Here we get a Turtles adventure that's fun, funny, bright, action-packed, and full of likable characters, while also tapping into the teenage angst that other darker installments of the franchise have featured. This movie was clearly influenced by the Spider-Verse films, or at least felt like it had permission to animate abstractly, and that's a good thing, because Mutant Mayhem was intended to look like the sketches that a teenager would draw in his or her notebook, and the movie does feel like it was drawn in pencil and then colored in with marker. That gives the film a really dynamic look, which when you add to the well-designed action sequences and 
the energy and fun of the cast makes this a very refreshing Turtles adventure. Seth Rogen has been the de facto spokesperson for this film, and he is an avowed Ninja Turtles fan. He and I are just about the same age, and I can tell that we loved the Turtles for the same reasons, because this movie does bring out of them the same things that I loved in them when I first saw them 35 plus years ago. Mainly because it's a quartet of awkward heroes with distinct personalities who share a natural chemistry and an antagonistic love for each other. Look, we all think humans are cool, but we got a job to do. Let's go! Let's hey, I'm the leader of the video. Sound like you have Each of the turtles is starting to fit into their established roles in the mythology of the Ninja Turtles, but it doesn't feel rote or like it's a retread, largely because of the concept of casting younger actors to voice these roles. Leonardo's leadership skills are still burgeoning. Michelangelo doesn't quite know what to do with his nervous energy, nor does Raphael know how to deal with his aggression, and Donatello is just beginning to unlock his intellectual potential. It's fun for kids who don't know who the turtles are because they're getting to discover these characters for the first time and I think that they are maybe more relatable to a younger audience than they've ever been in this film and it's also fun for older audience members who do know who the turtles are because you're seeing these signs of where the characters are going and you understand what this is going to develop into later on down the road. I imagine there are going to be a lot of kids sitting in the theater who are going to be having a great time with this movie sitting next to their parent or parents who also watch Ninja Turtles growing up and are having equally as great a time watching it. The movie's also helped by having an incredibly deep cast of supporting actors. In addition to Ice Cube as Superfly, standouts include Seth Rogen and John Cena as Bebop and Rocksteady, Post Malone as Ray Filet, that's a deep cut character that I was glad to see on screen, and Paul Rudd, who really steals the show as Mondo Gecko, a totally chill dude who just happens to be hanging out with the bad guy. Mutant Mayhem is what I've wanted from a Ninja Turtles movie for a very long time, which is just a lot of fun. The Michael Bay produced films were able to tap into that spirit a couple of times, but I never really thought that they cracked the formula outright. This movie really does understand why these characters have been popular for so long. It also looks fantastic, and it has a great soundtrack made up of both existing songs and an original score from Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Mutant Mayhem is not as, for lack of a better word, transcendent as Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse was, but it's still a really fun time at the movies. So when we look at my personal rating scale, I'm putting Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem squarely in the it's good category, and as long as you're okay with ninja violence, I think it's also appropriate for kids of all ages, although I will say that there was a little boy about four years old that was sitting in the same row as me when we saw our screening of the movie, and toward the end, he got a little bit scared. He had to climb over in Grandma's lap because there was some of the more intense mutant kind of monster action going on. So if you have super young kids, then they may just need a little bit of extra parental or custodial support. But generally, I think that all audiences, young and old, are going to have a great time. Also, just a public service announcement, be sure to stick around for the mid-credits because there is a very critical mid-credits scene that happens in the movie. So that's a recommendation for me on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. What do you think? Are you going to be giving the Turtles another shot this weekend? Or will this be your first Turtles adventure? Let me know down in the comments below. And before we go, I want to thank the sponsor for this review, Stamps.com. 
This episode is brought to you by Stamps.com. You know, it's almost back to school time, and if you're heading back or getting ready to go back, one thing you don't have time to do is spending forever in line at the post office to mail something. Well, the good news is you don't have to with Stamps.com. If you mail or ship things often, Stamps.com can do the hard part for you. All you have to do is print postage and labels right from your home or office, and it's ready to go. No waiting in line, no complicated setup. You just need a computer and a printer. Stamps.com will even send you a scale to use. Just in the last month, postage rates went up for the second time this year, so it's more important now than ever to find a great price, and Stamps.com has huge discounts, up to 84% off of USPS and UPS rates, and their system will help find that discount for you automatically. For 25 years, Stamps.com has been indispensable to over 1 million businesses because you can get access to the services you need right from your computer anytime, day or night. Just go to the website, print out your postage, schedule a pick up and that's it. Avoid the hassle of shipping the old-fashioned way. Sign up with promo code MERL for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code MERL. Thanks to Stamps.com for sponsoring this review, and thank you for watching. Be sure to stay tuned right here on the channel. I've got a lot more planned for this week, including a review of Meg 2 The Trench later on, so be sure to keep an eye out for that. But until then, thanks for spending part of your day here with me. Stay safe, and I'll see you next time. Bye.